0: Hello, good evening, and welcome to another edition of the Cantina and podcast, edition 134, right in the thick of the Clausura 18 Ligia. We're actually uh, broadcasting during the last of the quarterfinal first legs uh, in Morelia right now. They're playing a game that's just started. It is, well, it's just started, so it's... It's not like the game yesterday, the first game of the quarterfinals in the year where after a minute, uh, uh, the, the, there was already a goal in the, in the, in the Pumas, uh, the, the Pumas America match that, 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 we had, uh, yesterday. We'll Just a very unfortunate uh, result for Pumas, which we'll get into actually right away because uh, joining me at the top of the show is, uh, Albert Campa, who joins us from Kyle, Texas, which is in the southeast section of the greater austin metropolitan area albert how are you sir
1: hey doing good john how's it going
0: uh it's going great my name is john jagu uh thank you guys for listening to us again you can listen to this live we're on thursdays every thursday as as close as we can to 9:30. we're actually not too far off uh this evening no we're 9:34 34 or so is when we started but and of course you can listen to this in our previous editions of the podcast uh, downloaded on iTunes. So we do appreciate y'all. And if you wouldn't mind, uh, uh, like us on Facebook. Uh, just go to Cantina. Just type Cantina MX fa- uh, podcast in your search bar. Come right to it. Uh, we're actually very active on that. You'll get a lot of uh, information about the world of soccer, the world of football that we post uh, on that. The Joel Aceves is uh, very good about that. We also have a Twitter handle. We are Cantina MX underscore pod where you can get some, uh, good information and uh general good humor sometimes mala leche uh on the uh on the twitter handle as well so please give us uh give us a follow there as well like i said my name is john jugu albert el chiquis Campa joins us why do they call you a chiquis albert
1: oh that was a uh el chiquiti boom from the world cup long ago i just uh went with it i forget i forget how it started but uh
0: well, yeah. that was your that was your handle on big soccer, is not it, in a yeah, So exactly. I think people just started calling you Chiquis from that. Yeah. So and it fits, and and you respond, and you know it's a, yeah. it, it, it's one of the more uh, Nino Popis nicknames that there are in uh, in in the Mexican lexicon, but but it's certainly uh, we certainly uh, fits here, uh, Chiquis We got to get right into it. I know that Joel Joel has joined us, but we need to have some unencumbered Pumas talk before before we uh, bring Hoyle on and uh Chiquita was a 4-1 like like we said uh, not even a minute into the match Pumas was already down they they were in no way had any kind of this this on that field last night the the talent level is the chasm is, um, is 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 awful uh you know the fact that puma's even made the league i think you know frankly is a miracle uh with they had, they had that nice hot start but in the last what was it uh Fourteen games. They only had. They only were able to, to collect like ten points. So it's not like Bumas were uh, world beaters, and, and and they showed it last night. And 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 again, you know, the bottom line is, is that Bumas is bereft of talent on the field and in the coach's box and in the talent area. Just the the, the whole organization needs to have a a a, a real serious come to Jesus, uh, and they have two years to figure it out because they're getting a massive reprieve, cheekies So I'm not having relegation for the next two years to figure out what it is, what kind of team they want to be. Do they want to be the academy guys? Or do they want to be like every other league I make his team and, and start spending accordingly? Because the, the hybrid that they're doing where they're trying to be both is just not working.
1: Yeah, it's all, I think it's all about the money. Like, if they bring in big names, they're going to need money. But it also... They had to be, like, semi or full-on corrupt to be able to have the the academy, the installation, and all that infrastructure that they have. And, um, you know, they, they had success. But, uh, yeah, that's it's pretty grim for Pumas.
0: You know, when we had Martín del Palacio on uh, for our 100th episode, which was, I guess, going about nine months ago now uh, – and you know what he said actually you know rings 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 very true. You know in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, Pumas had no competition as far as as far as collecting and cultivating talent. Uh, you know as, as far as getting the absolute best of the best, and, and their track record proved it. I mean the, the the list of players that you see that that have come through, and in fact we posted uh, in in honor of every time Pumas plays America on the uh, in the league, you always have to post the Tucaso because it's it's you know it's one of the greatest goals in in, in Pumas history. And just the guys that were on that team, there was, uh, you know, you know, just three off the top of my head. Uh, you know, Luis Garcia was on that team. Alberto Garcia-Aspe was, was, was a very young player, but, but he played in that game. And, and Manolo Negrete, I mean, three, uh, you know, one je- absolute Puma's icon in Manuel Negrete. And then, you know, you know, two players that, that, that worked their way through the system and then ended up going to other teams. And, 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 and all three of them played, uh, in, 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 in World Cups as well. And, uh, you know, outside of Gallardo, in this, and this, and and let's face it. I mean, the only reason that Gallardo is going to the World Cup is because more of a coach folly than anything else. I don't think that anyone would be, you know, would be absolutely heartbroken, or insist that Gallardo has to be on the on the final twenty-three man roster for uh, for for Mexico, the the, the Pumas wingers. So they just they the, the the talent isn't there, the scouting isn't there, the coaching isn't there, the the, the front office is not there. And like I said, they they have two years to get it figured out because otherwise, uh, you know, there, there's going to be a problem.
2: Yeah, and this this uh
1: this season was sort of uh sort of tricky because at the beginning when they had the good start it was uh a lot of circumstantial I guess you could say wins. And so it sort of tricked everybody like oh Pumas is really going to be good.
0: It, it was, it was uh, I believe they called that espejismo. It was <laughs> Yeah, well I mean and I think we even talked about that. We 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 knew that it wasn't uh you know, I don't want to go back and play the tapes because I mean I'm sure that you know maybe we were a little more optimistic, but I think that you know both you and I in the back of our minds knew that that it wasn't going to last, but I mean, at least they played better than they did last season. They, that have, was.
1: they have those two players though, with Alustiza and, and Castillo, those are legit players. So that that's a, I mean, that's what may have brought our hopes up a little bit. Um, but yeah, like you said, the rest of the team, other than Gallardo. Oh, and uh, yeah.
0: now for some reason they have they have the Spanish connection. Cause I mean, they've had that, that Luis Garcia, uh, the Spaniard uh, played at Pumas. They have this, uh, uh, but I'm Gonzales Guy number ten, the, you know the guy, guy who's wearing number ten, and frankly doesn't deserve it. And then they brought in the uh, the defender Arriba. So obviously there's a pr- there's a promoter that they have uh, some sort of relationship with, where they're able to get players from Spain. So th- the only logical solution to all of this cheeky is, is is to go ahead and bring in Andres Iniesta for these for these next two years, and just and just let let, let him show, you know you you know Pumas what is what it means to play as a collective team. So hopefully uh, hopefully we'll see Andres Iniesta wearing the uh, wearing the, the the coolest uniform in, in in the world of soccer next year. Yeah, we can dream. <laughs> <Wait> for that. <laughs> On that note, let's uh let, let's bring in Juan Cevasa. I feel bad that I muted him, but it was it sounded like he was uh he he was driving through one of those tunnels in in, in Los Angeles when 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 we did mute him, but uh, he is with us uh, joining us from uh, Los Angeles, California. I'm not sure if you're in the OC <clears> or if you're in LA. Are you in LA proper or are you in the OC tonight? I'm in Irvine. Irvine, so that's the uh, are we, are we are we are we are we are we thinking? I was gonna ask you if we were if we were making some licuados but uh, Joel Aceves joins us from Irvine, California. Joel, once again, another liguilla without the goats, yeah, second in a row. It's uh, very uh, very unfortunate it's a good thing that, that, that Chivas was able to win the CONCACHAMPIONS to just to take the sting off what would otherwise be an, uh, a monumentally disappointing season actually uh, it is a monumentally disappointing season
3: yeah, the last three results are all
0: defeats maquillado solamente Joel por el trofeo de CONCACHAMPIONS a, a donde tuvieron que ganarle a un equipo dominicano y luego tres equipos de la MLS <laughs> Yeah,
2: if
3: if only those teams were in the league, John. You know, we, Chivas would be much better. Um, but yeah, I I think, and it's something I've been, I've been getting into with my fellow Chivista, my fellow Chiva Hermanos, Perfect Cambiarayas, Pichichi, and to a lesser extent, Choli. He's listening.
4: <laughs> Unidos divididos yeah, and,
3: you know, and, that, <laughs> and that has been that Chivas', Chivas um, league league record is pretty bad. When you analyze season by season with Almeida at the helm, it doesn't look good. It, it's pretty alarming. But I, I think him having won the league title and then him doing really good in the cup tournaments, it, it's kind of shielded him, you know, from... Even the home, the home field advantage, which is something I've been talking about for a while now. How well, poor, how poor, how, how, you know, you go, you go to the acre crown, you go to the zombie life and it, teams, teams know they could get points. You, you don't go in there with like, you
0: know, you don't
3: fear coming into that. Exactly.
0: They're, I mean, they might, they might as well go play in Fresno. I, actually, Fresno, they would probably be, be better because I bet you the fans are better in Fresno. <laughs> than they are in, uh, than they are in Guadalajara. And they are absolutely right. The, the, the home field advantage, just the home, the home field atmosphere, yeah, is, is terrible. You know, and what's so sad, Juan, is, is is that when it comes to like the bigger games, like the Concacaf Champions or the play America, the you know, and again the, the thing against Tigres, is that the atmosphere was 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 amazing. And and there's no reason, yeah. you know for the quote-unquote most popular team in Mexico, to uh, to to have such a Moribund atmosphere that that they normally have in the regular season, and I think a lot of that Joel, is due to the fact that the, that Chivas has the most expensive tickets in Liga MX, and you know people aren't they're not going to you know drive in traffic and pay you know five hundred pesos or whatever it is that that, that that you know the tickets are to to watch uh, you know like you said Un Equipo mediocre you know they'd rather you know they'll go watch play America but they're not going to go watch them play Puebla.
3: Yeah, exactly, it's, and it's and 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 also because they don't win at home a lot. You know, if you if you were getting massive results at home, people would go. Sure. People go, and it's. I think there's only been one one three zero win or a big win like that in, in Almeida's tenure. You
0: know, only you know, one. People, you know, try desperately. You know, they, they they do the marketing campaigns for this and that, and then they try and improve the game day atmosphere. You know what the best marketing tool is for a professional sports team? Win at home. Exactly, winning. Yeah, win at home. That that is uh, that, that 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 will sell tickets. Win at home consistently, and that and, and that will uh, that will sell tickets. Now, Joel, uh, we did. I'm glad you I'm glad you came on, and uh, we'll we'll talk a little more. Liguilla, hoping that uh, I know that, uh, that Daniel Pineda. Hopefully, will join us after watching his uh, Santos give up uh, give up a late penalty to go down 2-0 to Tigres. Uh, is that going to be is that going to be the goal that, that that proves to be the difference in
3: the uh, the tie in Santos... Line? I, John, I think Santos is paying the iron price. They they lost some games toward, at the end of the season that it's hurting them now.
0: They picked a they bad went, time to they, go into a slump.
3: Yeah, I'm pretty sure they would have gotten Pumas, right?
0: Oh. Uh, hey now, hey now. Really, mean, you don't You, have know, you, you don't, don't have to get ugly. Without,
3: without due respect. You
0: don't, you don't have to get ugly with this dude.
3: It did, did say without due respect. No, but but you know. You go from topping the table and and playing the team that is more accessible to now you're you're arguably one of the strongest.
0: No, you're right. I mean, I mean, if, by by losing to America, they lost their opportunity to play either Pumas, um, Monarcas, or Tijuana. Yeah, see, by, those by them, were
3: those were all games where
0: Santos would be favorites. Right. You know, and you know they fell to four, but I mean, you know, they played Tigres at five. You know, and then. <laughs> You know, by by having this thing in New Boy, you know, Tigres, Toluca, America, and Monterrey. So, yeah, so you're absolutely right. It was it was just a very unfortunate uh, play. Now, I did want to ask you something, Joel. Uh, you know, for years, you know, and and, and Ron has always talked about the patronato with with with, with Pumas and, and and their sponsor for years was was Banamex. I mean, you can't really have a a better sponsor for your squad. Oh my goodness, I think Morelia just scored a or Toluca just scored a crazy good uh, like a 40 yard goal. Uh, the goalie got cut out, so they're up one zero in uh, in 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 Morelia. Uh, but then Banamex Banamex goes away, and it seems like ever since Banamex went away, the you know you know and you know and the other one was was with Deportes Martí. You know those were the two big sponsors they had. They had Banamex and Deportes Martí. I mean, two pretty good Mexican companies. You know, very very you know obviously a very rooted Mexican companies. Now they have DHL and uh, you know Banco La Valana. I have no idea. I mean, seriously, I just, I'm not sure what. what, what <laughs> what it is, but uh, and I'm just curious if if if, if 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 that's one of the reasons why Pumas has, has seen this slide. And I think the another thing that we're seeing is, is this insistence of of, of having to. And, and and I'm just as guilty of. I think Chiki is uh, maybe not as much as me, but you know, of of bringing people that you know that that know the Pumas way, like you know, Patino was a player and he came through and he was an assist. You know, you know, he's been a Pumas, you know, a Puma through and through his entire career. Uh, it's not working, Joel. As, a, as someone who has uh, lived this, is, is there something that you know for, for that you can recommend for and, and, and give us hope as, as a Pumas fan, or is or is all hope lost for us? No, I, I do think it's
3: the money now plays a part. You know, it, it's gotten more expensive. You know, before it, it wasn't that many teams that would that would invest heavily. Now you have more teams doing it. And uh I think that's for Pumas. Uh, you were talking earlier there, you know, their their previous method is it's just more difficult to pull off now.
0: Right. It is. And and, and, I mean, you know, and as yeah, Martinez pointed out, they're not getting the players they used to get.
3: Yeah. And and you see it with Chivas that they you know, they, they open up the piggy bank, they spend money on all these players. And then a tournament later, there that same team can't even qualify. Right. And then they can't qualify again, and they're having all these problems. And, and you know, you even have Pulido saying we we're lacking players. Um. So it's it's kind of the same now, where it's like teams are not expected to just spend more money, uh, just because of in the short term, you know, because cause they're they're short tournaments. So, it's time to recover. And, and the canteras, the other one, man, where, where, like you said, now there's all these teams working the canteras, where Pumas has to compete with them now. Uh, right, they probably right. don't have the same resources as, like, you know, as, as like a Pachuca does.
0: Right. And, and I think a lot, and part of that is because of the fact that the, that the Patronato is just, you know, they don't have the, uh, the heavyweights that they used to have. Uh, to uh, help them uh, negotiate those waters. Now I have heard rumors that they're thinking about uh, bringing the uh, Pachucas Diego Alonso as, as Pumas, next coach. Oh. You know, he was, uh, you know, he won the bicampeonato Rodrigo oh. as a player. So he's a, uh, you know, he's a former Pumas player, but he's been at Pachuca for, you know, going on, you know, a, you know, a while, a good while now. So, uh, Pachuca. so that, uh, so again, you know, I'm of thinking. Well, you know, you don't don't go to the old school ways. You know, but you're, but you're bringing a player from the old school. It doesn't make sense. But he has also, you know, seen a different way of doing things with 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 how the uh, the youth have been developed at Pachuca. So maybe he can bring some fresh ideas if Pumas wants to go that way. Again, they have to make make that decision. Are you going to be, you know, an, an academy style team where you're you're, you're going to concentrate, you know, solely and fully on on trying to bring in as many. Uh, a, a, players as possible or are you gonna be a team that's gonna yes we'll have the academy you know the fuerzas básicas but but we're gonna concentrate yeah. more on on, 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 yeah. on not just foreign players Mexico players so
3: but what you said it there John Pachuca 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 has shown that you know you could have that balance but I would say Pachuca has had more consistency as opposed to like Pumas in the front office that you've had this like internal struggle type People um, trying to see who's who is going to be the, you know, the man the most right there. You sure. Got people yeah. coming and going, and I think it's, it's the same with Chivas, you know, with with constant changing all the way. All, all these changes they end up affecting affecting the
0: club. Yeah, I mean, we, we talked about this Joel after the uh, when they won the championship last year. I mean, we thought that the Chivas Comet was going to be. Was going to be in orbit. So, I mean, you know, the whole season, you're expecting Chivas to. And, and, and of course, you know, of course, the reality was that, that Chivas was, oh, I keep hitting the wrong button. You know, you know... But of course, I, I you know, I, I, as much as I want to make fun of that, you know, Pumas the whole time.
3: Just.
2: I mean,
0: just you know, absolutely
3: it's funny that we're saying they could be like Pachuca, but but Pachuca is actually being like Pumas, right? So so Pumas could really just take their title back,
0: you know. Exactly, exactly.
3: Yeah, because that's what they're doing. That's what Pumas did for many years, and, and were you know fairly successful with it,
0: and then they sort of somehow they lost touch. Well, yeah. I mean, it's been it's been eight years. I mean, eight years where you know you've there's been a. You know a, a Pumas player of note that has gone on to a bigger and better thing, you know, a bigger and better career yeah. outside the Puma. And, and that guy was it was it was Hector Moreno. That was you know Barrera yeah. and Efrain Juarez kind of sorta, of, but they kind of fizzled out. You know Barrera because the injuries and other stuff, and Juarez you know for whatever reason. Yeah, and Pumas
3: would always have like notable national team players:
0: Hugo absolutely. Sanchez,
3: Campos, you uh, said last player Luis Garcia. It, They've so had yeah. a
0: lot, man. Manuel a lot of of I mean, exactly. We just go down yeah, the it's, list. It's, it's very important, and that's why on the show when we, you know, when we say, you know, when when Pumas is bad, it's not good for Mexico. It's bad for Mexico. When when when, when. And just like it's bad for Mexico when there are no Chivas on the uh, on the national team. It looks like there's only going to be a couple on the uh, on the national team. There as well. Now, gentlemen, I do want to mention that uh, probably in about uh, half an hour, 45 minutes or so, we're going to be joined by uh, by Kit McConico, who is the host of the Throw-In here uh, locally in Austin, although I'm in Dallas right now, I'm in the Metroplex, the, uh, the Sunday morning uh, soccer show that airs on 104.9 The Horn, and he is, uh, if y'all didn't catch uh, Kit's appearance last time, he's a big-time River fan, and I'm going to have him. Uh, tell us again how it was that he became a river fan, because the story, frankly, is quite fascinating. I don't want to give it away, but, uh, but we'll have him uh, retell us that. And he'll go into uh, details and uh, do a deep dive on Group D, Group D, which is Argentina, Croatia, Iceland, and Nigeria. Probably, at least in my opinion, the closest thing we're going to get to the, the group of death uh, in, this, in this World Cup. And, and I think it's certainly for... Uh, Croatia, Nigeria, and Iceland. I think that it's a, as, as big a toss up as Group C as far as who will join. Heavy favorites are well, not, not even heavy favorites, because we'll talk about that. You know how heavy, <laughs> how heavy a favorite are they really in this group? Uh, with with, yeah. Ken, and he'll join this, us a little, this, a little
3: this bit. group is almost similar to the 2002 group with Bielsa, and they had Nigeria and Sweden. sub substitute and, and England. Yeah, that classic I'm not mentioning that because that's you know it's always a big match for them. Um, huh, but but you could substitute Iceland and Sweden. Sure. You know, Nigeria's right there, and it's it's yeah, it was teams
2: that, that yeah. crazy. You, Nigeria huh?
0: Nigeria has been in six. This is their sixth World Cup, and in the pre and in 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 the fifth time that. They'll be in the same group as Argentina. So <laughs> I mean, they mad. they know each other, and and that's just crazy. them. that is unbelievable that they've been in their group that many times.
3: Yeah. So I I wonder there, man. And that 2002, even with Bielsa, uh, Argentina ended up going home after the group stage. So who knows, man? This it, it won't be far fetched to something similar happened again because this this argentina side just hasn't they're very unpredictable you know they could do one really quick game and then all of a sudden play really bad
0: right now we do uh before we get to kit and talk argentina uh <clears throat> more so than we are right now i do uh, want to uh discuss and i'm glad that you guys are on the show with us so i hope you'll get to the yeah, a little bit later uh you know i'm actually surprised that ron hasn't joined us because usually when america wins it's uh you know, he, uh, you know, he, uh, he he appears, but um, <laughs> but uh, it hasn't happened yet. Let's let's see if we can uh, let's see we can, we can conjure him. It's like, it's like it's like playing La Volpe for for Fernando. He showed up
1: after the Chivas win, so that was surprising.
0: That is true. That is true. Uh, but 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 very late. Very. I mean, like 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 just as we were wrapping it up, he, he came in and <laughs> we had like our after hours show. That was, uh, frankly, very entertaining. But uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But what, what I wanted to talk uh, to, uh, about the the uh, this promotion relegation mess that the Liga MX uh, kind of will have have done to themselves because they're the ones that make the rules on how the, on how the league operates. And uh, I think uh, in a in a reaction to what happened in 2013, when uh, Genetado was relegated and La Piedad was one promotion. There was a five city combo three card shell game where uh, Querétaro stayed up, Veracruz stayed up, uh, La Piedad disappeared, a team moved from San Luis to Jaguares, and then San Luis is the team that ended up being relegated. When they had, and they were, they were doing just fine. in the league. And we haven't seen or heard from San Luis since. So, so I think that that's one of the things that they're trying to avoid. And uh, they they put a couple of rules in place. The first one being that if if your stadium does not, I think the minimum is is, is it twenty or twenty five thousand. I thought it was, I thought it was twenty, or maybe twenty five. It's twenty. Yeah, twenty. If your stadium has less than twenty thousand, then uh, uh, if you win promotion, you're not going to be able to to and out of the 13 or 40 or however many teams there are and and and, and yeah since only 6 teams are eligible to make to uh, t- to gain that promotion one of those being uh the leones negros who had play in the Jalisco, who uh, were who lost the final to the excuse me the uh the cafetaleros of tapachula which is down in chiapas the coffee plant the coffee planters as they're known as will be playing the Alebrijes de Oaxaca so a nice a nice little uh, southern southwest mexico little rivalry to get in but despite the fact that they both have newish stadiums they're they won't be able to make the jump into the into the first division cuz those stadiums do not have the uh, the appropriate capacity and 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 I guess my question here is knowing that they had these the people were building these new stadiums if Liga Mekis was going to do this, shouldn't they have told these folks, hey, we're going to, in, in, the, in the next three years, we're going to make this regulation that it's going to be a minimum. So if you're going to build a stadium, make sure it, 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 it fits the regulation. But it seems like what they would prefer to do is, hey, we know you have this nice new stadium, but you know what? Despite the fact that you have it, uh, it it's not going to matter because we're, you're never going to, we're going to make sure that you never play in Liga Mekis because we're going to put this minimum seating requirement and your stadiums don't meet it. So there's no chance that you guys will ever get it. So very unfortunate there.
1: The other thing is the multi-property, multi-propiedad, is a, you need to not have that to be cert, to be certified as well. So there's two two obstacles: the stadium size, multi-propiedad, which that eliminates uh, Dorados, Tampico, and Jaguares.
0: So it's okay for León and. Yes, and Pachuca to 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 be in the league, but but all of a sudden you know you can't have these other yep. teams in the uh, in the leagues, and then of course the other stipulation is 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 if this happens, then the team that's you know if if, if a team wins promotion that is ineligible, then the team that that is relegated can pay 120 million pesos, which is roughly about uh, see, about six and a half million dollars. <laughs> as a as a fee to stay in and if they can't come up with the cash then they're relegated and the league stays with 17 teams and and here's my big question who is going to tell the, the the rights holders Univision Televisa Azteca Imagen Fox Deportes or whatever that they're going to have one less game per week for 34 weeks So that means that they're gonna have less 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 uh advertising revenue. Yeah, so uh it uh yeah. not the not the best plan uh that was hatching again, it just a, a completely reactionary plan. You know, and they did they, they did they involve the Essenzo teams in, 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 in coming up with this? You know what we should do. Uh, if we get a chance, we should bring on uh if we can uh uh, the gentleman who works with uh, with Sacatepec uh, michel Richaud, to see if you if you can talk to us about this uh situation they probably give us a much more of a, a a more detailed information as as far as you Because know, again an, an, another second division team that has a brand a brand new stadium Sacatepec and I'm not sure if their stadium meets and it's gorgeous it's really pretty. I'm not sure if their stadium requirements meet. The, uh, the minimum requirements for uh, Liga Meckes. Look here on this, on this.
1: What's messed up is that the, um, Lowell's Wap, the money that if they you know decide to pay that to stay in the first division, that money goes to the team that would ascend to help them be certified. So to help them with their stadium needs and all that, which is sort of weird that one team has to pay the other team to be able to. Make it to first division, and it's man, it's just all it's just all about money for these guys.
0: Sure. Now the coruco Diaz uh, does have a capacity of, of twenty four thousand, so they would meet the uh, meet the uh, threshold. And and, uh, and how amazing it is that because the their previous uh, expand uh, capacity was sixteen thousand, so this happened in, in, in twenty fourteen. So they obviously have had. Plans to make it back into the first uh, division uh, for a while. Because if, if if ever anybody ever looks at the old uh, Liga MX tables from the 50s, 60s, 70s, Zacatepec is, is is one of the mainstays on those tables. So they are definitely a, a team that, that has a lot of history, tradition, and and frankly, they should be back. If for anything, for us to get a chance to go down and and and, and hang at, at Tequesquitengo for the weekend and then go see the Zacatepec game, that'd be fantastic. Have you all ever been to Tequesquitengo? Never have John. But to Except, answer one of your
3: questions on the televisoras. I oh what two main I think the two main televisoras are okay with that. You do? Yeah. Televisa and Tel and you know they they could care less what what the Fox Sports and what the ESPNs
0: have to say. Yeah, but they're gonna have one less game too, And It's not just gonna be those other those those other folks.
3: No, I know but but those are like they've been at the helm of this, you know, of, of, of these changes. They were part of it. Um they were even we were even talking about how it was the Azteca they had been pushing for the for closing closing the relegation for two years.
0: Right. Well see so that's the other thing. So so who so they so they want to expand the twenty teams? Which, if you look at their history, it's something that they've done repeatedly. Uh, not repeatedly, but they, they, they've, they've done it before. So they obviously have some teams in mind that they want to bring yes. into the Liga So I mean, I'm the sure. Black one of those, Lions. Uh, the Leones San, Negros. I'm sure San another Luis, one is, is at, uh, San Luis, San Atlante. Yeah. Atlante. You know, uh, I'm 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 not so sure if Tampico's on that list, but I'm sure. In that... Aquano, uh, it's a good option as well. Yeah. Watch the list. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm.
1: What what list are you talking about? Or if atlanta is on what list?
0: The the the, the teams the the preferred teams that uh that oh. they would want uh, in, in Liga Mekis, because I think ultimately League I is not gonna expand to twenty but to twenty four is what I think is gonna happen.
3: Weren't they at that one time at one point?
0: I think they have been. Uh I'm not sure uh I don't know exactly.
3: Uh but I think if they do twenty four then they might not do predication anymore then.
0: Right. Yeah, it, w- it, w- it would be a, a. You're exactly. I think that the uh, the second division would be strictly a minor leagues. Would be a. Yeah, minor
3: leagues, which, which wouldn't even be bad if you just, well, yeah, they'll just have the, all the young players. It'll be mostly uh, for the youth teams.
2: Right. Which,
3: which you know what, John, it was it was already like that at one point, um, where eleven of the Liga de Ascenso teams were all owned by Liga MX First Division clubs. So Chivas had Tapatio, um, America had San Luis. You know, it was all these other clubs. And it was, you had uh, what, Cruz Azul, Hidalgo. You had all
0: these clubs. uh, Pumas, Morelos. uh, What was America had, uh, they had an affiliate team. I mean, yeah, the Liga Central was was up to like 24 or 28 teams because of that, because of the fact that they had the, the affiliate teams. But yeah and have, then they change it,
3: and they seem to be going back to that.
1: They have their youth teams already though don't they like they're, they're, no,
3: yeah they do, but that was like a league like a more they they did they created the under twenty and the like the, the under seventeen leagues but I think those those are are like still very much like youth you know and and um the, the competition is pretty poor. It's you, you know.
1: There's some like older, uh, older first division players on on these teams as well.
3: Because I oh, you know sure. it hurt. It, it definitely hurt Chivas. Chivas thought they were gonna be fine having their players in the under twenty, under seventeen leagues, and they had a difficult time once they made the jump to the first team, as opposed to before when they had. When they had Tapatio or Chivas Tijuana or, or whatever affiliate, and you had like, you know, all these players playing together.
0: Um, yeah. So, so, so what's the solution going to be for this? Because, you know, you know the uh, the, the, the the president uh, is it Bonilla, is that right? He was he was in Guadalajara for the uh, the final of the of the the, the clausura ascenso, and he was like he's like the the rule says, you know, which crowd always cracks me up because. You know the rule says this, this, and this, but then, you know, I'm sure you know by Friday. Hey, we found we found a secret clause in the contract that says, like they did with with the TV contract. So, I mean, the reality is is, is that these guys can, can change the rules however they want, and they can do it whenever and however they want. I mean,
1: because reading the rules and it says uh, the team must be certified, but nowhere in it does it say, or at least I didn't see anywhere to the to the define certified like what does certified mean, and only in an article that some guy sent me. On football total, does it say like twenty thousand uh, people in the stadium, and then the multi Yeah.
3: To meet the requirements, then I yeah. think similar to what like Bundesliga does. So in order to have uh, in order to be eligible to play in, in the first division in, in in Germany, the clubs need to meet all these requirements. So I
0: think Liga MX is trying to do the same yeah, but they and mean. improve the stadiums. Well, I mean, again, that that's fine, but and and I have no problem. But but, but again, to me, if you're going to take take that route, which is perfectly fine, and, and and I applaud them for doing it because you obviously want. I mean, I, I understand where they're going. Then then make this announcement in 2012, right? Say, hey, by 2018, this is how we want the league to be structured. We want to, we want to bring up two teams. But the only way that this is going to happen is 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 that every team has to have these requirements, liga Ascenso. So if you don't have this and if you don't want to do this, then we'll we'll, we'll find a city, we'll we'll find a sede that will want to meet these requirements and we'll build a league of XX however many teams.
3: I do think they've been talking about it for years, you know. Yeah, well, they're talking about it. And, and you're
0: implementing, you know, you talking about it and implementing are two separate things. For them to implement it after. Both Tapachula and Oaxaca both, uh, you know, built their stadiums that don't meet the requirements. Uh, I mean, it, it's it, it's just it's just another, you know, I always say, you know, sacan la pistola le meten el balazo en el pie. I mean, it's just, it's just another another example of how Liga MX and the FMF just 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 don't have that 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 long term vision of, of what it is that they want to do. It's, it's always reactive. They always want to you know they they want to ad- adapt to what's happening now instead of plan planning for what will eventually uh happen in the uh
1: so their in, their interests change so they need to adjust for their interests their uh their money their money grab the things like that so i see it as like under the table corruption type of stuff
0: well know? it's not just i mean and again we also have to Understand that, that the people that run FMF are the are the owners of the first division clubs, it, you know it, it, it's not a separate entity. And then of course they're trying to make Liga Meki a separate entity, but you know that again is run by the by the same officials. So it, it's all they're all interconnected. It's not, you know, the, these aren't separate silos. So we have the we, obviously we have that to consider as well. So you're right. So so they're always gonna they're gonna line you know for their own. It's, and again, I understand it's a business and I get that. I have no problem with that. Just please. If you're going to make decisions like this, you know, let folks know that, hey, again, you know, by, by 2022, this is, we want to expand the 22 teams, but, but we want to make sure that out of those 22 teams, you have to have X, Y, and Z, just, you know, just like the Bundesliga does. And then that way, you know, instead of two teams building teams and they get like, you know, in a 10 or 11 to, wow, we have a chance to, you know, to do this. So let's, you know, let, let let's do this properly. That's all I'm saying.
1: And this is also a league that uh, teams are not paying bonuses. Teams are not even playing pay- player salaries historically. So money is either like really an issue with the league and with teams, or the 1% wants to stay like <laughs> they want to stay up there and, and, you know, leave all the little guys. Hose.
0: Now we do want to hear from y'all. They're listening to us live here in the Cantina Mekis podcast. Uh, Chicky's. do we have a, a number set up?
1: Uh, Yes, I do. I've tweeted it. It's uh, 724-707-3826, and it'll ask for a PIN, and that PIN is 13118.
0: And the PIN is 13118. So, again, for you folks that want to call in, number 724 707 3826 and the pin is 13118. We'd love to hear from y'all. Right now we are talking Ascenso in a little bit, probably in the next uh 15-20 minutes we will be talking Group D with Kit McConico, the host of the Throwin, here locally uh, uh the weekly soccer show that airs on 1049 the Horn, a uh, big big time River Plate fan and he will tell us uh, he will tell us why He's a river play fan and we'll uh, we'll discuss that in group D as well. So and again we should uh, like i mentioned uh, if and when uh, uh, we should go to Zacatepec. Tequesqui is, is one of the it's a nice uh, lake about an hour outside of Mexico City you can go water skiing they got a couple of nice little rent they might even have a little golf course there so you you go and you you know you have the weekend at at, at, at Teques as the kids call it. And then you go to the you go to the Zacatepec game. You go to the the the, the Selva. Joel is working on his third smoothie of the podcast. We'll go uh, we'll go to the the Selva Cañera, and we'll watch a Zacatepec game, and go back to Teques and have and you know and have a have a nightcap over at the uh, over at the at the lovely little resort, or you know maybe we can do an Airbnb or get one of those nice uh, big. Uh, Eight-bedroom houses that they have that line the uh, the lake, kind of like Lake Travis, but uh, for for uh, a more obscene amount of wealth. <laughs> uh,
1: teques, Tequesquitengo.
0: Tequesquitengo. Yeah, it's T E Q U E S Q U I oh. T E N G O.
2: Oh yeah, it's a it's a it's a cool little town.
0: Uh, I actually, this was years ago. I was a kid, and uh, I, I learned a, well. I tried to learn a water ski in Acapulco, which is an ocean which is you know skied like it was nothing in dequi like I, I knew you know i was like you know eight years old i like, oh, this is easy so uh well uh it's a it is a, a very nice uh, little little weekend jaunt for 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 folks back to uh the league I was hoping that Dan would hop on, but we haven't heard from him yet uh, Tigres, uh wins 2 two zero against santos uh, as we said that they kind of had their slide. And Monterrey drew 1-1 with uh, Toluca – not, sorry, not Toluca, with Tijuana there in the Perrera up in the Tijuana-San Diego area. I don't think that Monterrey will have any problem advancing there. And, of course, the obscenely unfortunate 4-1 defeat that at the, Pumas had at the hands of huh. America, who um, – it was, you know, and again to do it against them, you know, it's one thing to lose, you know, three zero to Tigres or whatever it is, but to do it to América, it's just. <sighs> yeah, it's and América
3: have been inconsistent
0: leading exactly. up to the game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I mean, I mean, you know, as I, I mean, frankly, as a as a Pumas fan, you think, well, you know, they're not being very consistent. They're ripe for the plucking. You know, you have nothing to lose, <laughs> and like I said, with within forty five seconds. Forty-five seconds is all it took for a got to go up 1-0. <laughs> <laughs> so it's yeah,
2: just a very unfortunate for a uh, very unfortunate performance. Uh, of
0: weeks. Uh... Hey, but you made the
3: game,
0: yes? That is true. We That's did. Something. We did. That's
3: something.
0: Thanks to our, our big win against Santos, which unfortunately proved <laughs> uh, very unfortunate for Santos because it, it it pushed them down to play Tigres. They lost 2-0 tonight. Daniel Preciado joins us from, from Escondido, California. Daniel, going to, going to Torreon down 1-0 looked a whole lot better than going down 2-0 with that, uh, that uh, handball there in, in the 80th minute in Gignac slots at home. Dan, what Smith song will you be listening to on the, on the way to work tomorrow to console yourself?
5: Um, heaven, heaven knows I'm miserable now.
0: That's, that, that's, that, that would have been my choice as well, sir. Good to have you on the show, Dan. Pleasure as always.
5: Evening, guys. Aquí estoy. Dar la cara.
0: Yeah. Para poner el pecho a las balas, as they say. Yes. Well, Dan, uh, were you, uh, I mean, aside from the result, uh, is, 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 is 2-0 insurmountable for 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 Santos, or are they going to be able to uh, to make it happen?
5: Oh, anything's possible. Um, No, it's not going to happen. Um, yeah, it just doesn't look like uh very feasible. Doesn't look very realistic. The team didn't. Ah, I don't see where they're going to get. The, the, they definitely peaked too early. I, that's what I was kind of hoping it wouldn't happen. I, I was hoping they'd kind of right the ship, but it's they don't look very good right now. I don't think and. I mean I don't know about
2: you I mean I, I was Yes He it himself
0: Oh He was He was out He was uh,
1: He was
0: auto, uh, auto, auto Auto editing himself His,
3: his okay. voice was cracking And
0: I think he was too cracking Oh he was, he was yeah. Give
3: him a moment
1: Real quick though This is what I think uh, What happened on Santos though and I don't know if I'm. I could be wrong on this, but I think that they're. You play different when you're away than when you're at home. They played really. They were just defending the whole time. It seemed like to me. And I think they were missing Oswaldo. What's his name? The midfielder dude. Oh, Oswaldo
0: Martinez. Right.
1: And he's like he's like the main. And they didn't have any like push uh, forward. So. Yeah.
0: It, it got so bad for Santos that they had to bring in Javier Cortez. I mean that that, that should say it all right there.
1: Yeah, I think he. I think he suspended Oswaldo Martinez for one for that one game, but uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I actually think they could come back and get two goals um, if they if they push forward and if they have him in the midfield again.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's not like Tigres is completely infallible. I mean, they've and and Dan will be the first to tell us that you know that that Tuca is not the. The kind of guy that that, that that goes for the throat, so to speak, so you know that that they're gonna be that's an true hard.
5: they 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 definitely lack that killer instinct
0: first half a, of of,
5: a lot of times it um,
1: was was sad they weren't playing good at all,
5: yeah. and that's the thing like they weren't really out of the game until that i mean it was just an ugly scrappy match uh, but yeah that 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 penalty i mean. It's like, I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, it, it, I think that kind of sealed it, though, to be honest. It's just, it, it's it's a pretty, it requires a really, really good game. I mean, it requires a lot of things to go right. But, so you essentially either have to win 2-0, because I think that'll be enough to for them to progress. Right. Or we're talking a Well, that's the minimum.
0: That's the minimum. Or a 4-1. They cannot allow a goal. Exactly. So it's either win to zero or yeah. So or even a, uh, yeah, yeah.
5: That's that's basically their.
1: There <sighs> we go. Yeah,
0: no, I mean, again, hard. and, and we as we have seen over the uh, over the past couple of weeks all over the world, uh, a two goal deficit is not anything that is that is considered insurmountable. So it's not like uh, that's not. And again, even for Pumas, I mean. You know, you know, Bumas has come back from. I mean, they did it in the final against Dignitas of all teams a few years ago. Now, granted, this team is nowhere near that quality, but uh, it, uh, it, it it is it is it is certainly possible. Did you say we had a caller, Chicky? Someone called in.
1: Eduardo, he's calling in.
0: Eduardo's calling. in. Eduardo, good evening. How are you, sir?
4: Hey, good evening, guys.
0: Where are you calling in from, Eduardo?
2: Um, uh, Baltimore.
0: How are things in Baltimore, Eduardo? again? How are things in Baltimore?
2: Uh, dead. Quiet. Yeah. <laughs> All right,
0: Eduardo. What is your what is your question, comment, or general observation?
2: All right. So, holding another title, this you know this this and yeah. Do you guys see Tigres winning it
0: again? You see Tigres winning it again, so you think they're going to go back to back?
2: Oh, I, I think so,
0: but I wanted to ask for your for, you, for your guys' opinion. Okay, uh, well, if, if, uh, well, Eduardo, are you a Tigres supporter? Yeah, <laughs> you are. So you, you, you so you want us to you so you want us to yeah, of course I like, think you know honestly it, it it is wide open. I really don't think that there's any. I know that Toluca had their 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 long run uh within the season but you know Liga Liga MX is so evenly matched that uh to me I mean I, I obviously the, the top 4 teams I think we can all agree are like the class of the of the uh of, of, of the tournament uh this season but those four teams can easily beat each other up so is is the favorite I honestly I think that uh I, I think it's almost at this point to me. It's it's like even money on all of them. I think I think all of them have their own strengths and weaknesses that can that that, that can be avoided. And, and and everybody can beat anybody at any given day. I don't I don't think there's one team that is head and shoulders above the rest at all. But uh, you know we'll, we'll, we'll see who catches fire here in these in in, in in these next few weeks to see if uh, if and if if that team is diggitys then uh then 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 so be it.
5: Did we uh do predictions?
0: Uh you know I think I think we did and I think that uh I can't remember what we said. I should have written them down.
5: Well I I mean okay. I, I still I'll, I'll stick to my pick. I I was thinking Toluca. But I give any team a chance that who's got like a that marquee player like Sambu. which is why I kind of give maybe Santos a a fighting chance, you know, if if Janini could find that early or season form that he that he was in. But teams like that, uh, Tigres, with all their players uh, up front, you know, have that. So, I mean, I think Tigres is an easy pick. They're, they're favorites, I think, going into every Liga. Uh, but outside of them, i I want to stick with Toluca. I think they're probably going to lift the, the cup.
0: Okay. Chicky. That's
2: one. That's what I fear. I fear Toluca. Out of all teams, that's the one team I don't want to face in
3: the
0: final. Well, if, if 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 chalk holds, you won't face him in the final. You'll face him in the semis.
2: Oh, really? Oh, yeah. No. yeah. So
0: yeah, I mean, if uh, if everyone beats who they're supposed to, and then Tigres beats Santos, then 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 then, then uh, Tigres would play Toluca, and it's I mean the last I mean the last time they played Toluca in, in the Liga, they actually won. So. Uh, I mean, uh, I don't know if Chiquis feels a bit. I mean, to me, uh, 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 it's hard for me to make a decision as far as you know who's the favorite this and that, just because I do think that all teams are, are are fairly even. Now, I will, I will say that Tigres obviously has a lot more experience than even than Monterrey or América or Toluca, really, because they've been in so many finals over the past three or four years. So, on experience alone, then maybe maybe Tigres would be would be would be a favorite uh, would be a favorite there. Chiquis?
1: that's what I was going to say is the. Uh, I think, like we saw with Chivas being a tournament team, or a tournament coach, or even a tournament tournament player, like uh, Gignac being called Mister Ligia, uh, that's a that's a big plus for for Tigres going in.
0: You know, I, I appreciate that that people want to call Gignac Mister Liguilla. He needs to score as many goals as Cardoso before that even becomes a consideration. So he he right now he might be uh, Nino Liguilla compared to compared to Cardoso because that I mean that.
4: That's very status, yeah.
0: I mean, that hey, is,
4: yeah. Hey, call him baby Ligia,
0: baby, yeah. baby, Baby baby, Liguilla. baby baby Ligia. All right, Eduardo, baby. thank you very much for your call. We appreciate it. You
2: yeah, guys got it. Thank you. Have a good night.
0: Yeah, thanks for listening to the show. We uh, we certainly appreciate it. El profe cambiará. Profe cambia You si joined us a week too late. I thought that you might be on last week after the big big win that Chivas had. Are, are you are you on to? Uh, now, uh, you know, just, a, 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 as a courtesy, as a courtesy, profe, I'll, I'll let, I'll let you hear it. Just, just, just the one time.
2: You
5: ready? Joel back in.
0: Yeah, we had to, hey. had, to had to play the, uh, <laughs> Vicente just, uh, you know, for, for every, for every, every chivarmano that joins the show. Juan Uribe, how are you, sir? How are things in Long
4: Beach, California? Long Beach. Uh, Buenas noches, señores, uh, and esteemed gentlemen and ladies. Um, <laughs> I, it, it's going well. It's going well. I just... Yeah. <laughs> I just now, every uh, time I think
0: of Long Beach, I think of, like, the... Pier. And every... 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 Uh, every police movie, like Lethal Weapon, whatever, they always have the big shootout. Down, down on the Long Beach Pier. So... <laughs> I'm serious. It, just, it seems like it always happens. So how many? How many? Those, the how many expo- yeah. How many explosions do you see down at the docks, down at
4: Long Beach? Hey, every day, there's like, you know, you had got to run for your life, man. Especially now with the, the trade war. You know, you got the, the Chinese drones flying over, dropping bombs. Right. Right. <laughs> no, no. I, no. I understand. Hey, you know what? The, what, what I got to run from is f bombs, and because I'm the one dropping them, though. So. There's well,
0: well, if, if if you get out of line, don't forget, but if I do, I do, I do have a, I do have a cop for you, if you, if you do get
5: out of line. Is that so? Who made you pope in this dump, huh? Yeah, <laughs> I, I am glad he's on though. I I, I got some uh, AYSO questions for him. I was wondering if if he could lend his expertise at some point.
0: Well, if you want to fire away, fire away.
5: Yeah, dude, real quick, All do right. you do you think it's a a good option um, early on? AYSO. Yeah.
4: Or what uh, what what age are we talking about? Or this is, is going to be his first organized
5: like organized um like team where they'd actually be playing. So he's uh 5, going to be 5.
4: Um I would say the I mean, he'll get touches on the ball. The the coaching, the training will be crap. Um but at that age pretty much all the training is is crap. Um, That's what I kind of figured. I would recommend what I recommend—that's—I uh, uh, mean—it's fine to get your feet wet, and then after that, if you you know, if your if your child is inclined, put them into find them a, a a Sunday league team and a you know Latin league, Mexican league, and maybe gotcha. if there's indoor five on
6: five indoor.
0: Dan, if if that does happen and your boy does start playing, I, I do want you to at least have at least have one of these
2: reactions. <laughs> That's
0: all we asked. I I played there for you guys because uh, joining us is is the man who uh, talked about earlier. He's the host of The Throw In, the weekly soccer show here in Austin, heard on 1049 The Horn. He just got done calling a rugby match. He's a huge river player, and he's going to tell us again why. He's such a huge I've ever played Kit McConnico joins us from I'm not sure where, but he's joining us. Thank you very much, Kit, for joining us.
6: Well, thank you very much for having me. I'm sorry it took so long. I am leaving the Round Rock Multipurpose Sports Complex where the Austin Rugby Elite were able to come up with their first victory of the year. So it's been an entertaining and exciting evening for me, and I'm very happy to join you. Thank you again. Was,
0: was that 7s, 15s, 11s? What rugby were you calling?
6: This was 15s. Wow. Um, unfortunately, no Argentines were represented on either side. There were a pair of Chileans for the visiting New Orleans side. We talked a little bit about. Um, they were both uh, fans of La U. Um, I said some disparaging things in favor of Colo Colo, and they weren't too pleased with that.
0: But wow.
6: It was. Uh, it was. It was very. It was very entertaining, and thankfully Austin was able to get the victory.
0: So ma- making friends, as always, I'm, I'm surprised there weren't any any <laughs> any, 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 any book at junior fans that you would have been able to. Laugh at for their their libertadores uh, struggles that they 've had recently well, they're, no, no, not no, out.
6: they're not out quite yet and i was I was hoping that Junior and Teo Gutierrez would be able to knock them out last night, but unfortunately, the own goal it is it 's going to be very difficult for Boca, but for the time being, they are still in the competition, which is disappointing to everyone i know
0: i I, I understand now now, okay, we brought you on because want to talk we want to talk argentina because uh, in, uh, in, in our series of, of World Cup previews. We're, we're we're bringing on folks to discuss the groups, and we've had uh, someone come on and talk about Group A and Group B. A couple weeks ago, we had Lisa Chagall talk to us about Peru and Group C. So, we thought, who better than 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 the man who and Kit? I don't want I don't want to steal your thunder. So please tell us and tell the audience again how it was that you had become a River Plate fan.
6: Well, I was I was lucky that I was visiting Argentina on a family vacation. We, my family and I, went to a match where we met a gentleman who worked for the club and. He was impressed with my ridiculous knowledge of River Plate. So after the match, he took us inside the stadium. I met the then-president, Jose Maria Aguilar. They took us to the trophy room. We went through the locker rooms. I met a few players, Coco Ameli, Turco Hussein, And I got to do something that very few River fans ever get to do. I got to walk on the pitch at El Monumental, where Argentina won the 1978 World Cup. And from then on, as then President Jose Maria Aguilar told me, you and your family are River fans. Your children will be River fans, and that's been the case. And I'm very thankful for that opportunity.
0: Now, f- from uh, that's an amazing story, and uh, you know, again, getting the getting the soft sell to become to become a River play fan. <laughs> now, 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 from that from that experience, did did, 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 did did your love for Argentina come from that, or did Diego Maradona come over and do? balloon animals at one of your birthday parties in order, in order to get y'all to be Argentina fans?
6: Um Unfortunately, Maradona did not come to any of my birthday parties. He was in, the, in condition. I don't think he should have been around children, or he probably still should not be around children, to be perfectly you, honest. You didn't
0: get frosting tips from Claudio Canizia to, to, to convince you to become an Argentina fan?
6: I did not. No. That, that wait. wait. That Out of all players, sorry
0: to interrupt, Keith.
3: Wait, why Why bring up Canizia, man? Are you trying to... There's a guy that left River for Boca.
0: Hey, I'm just
6: <laughs> because, as always, John likes to twist the knife and find any he spot where he, he likes to find any spot to, um let's say. Uh, know, scratch I I, the case, I so do not speak.
0: know what you're talking about. <laughs> no,
6: no, uh, <laughs> no!
2: Estamos en la Estamos en la No.
6: <laughs>
0: I I I I don't know what you're talking about at all.
6: Well, John. River unfortunately has won every competition they've ever played in. The only title they had not won was in La So River had to go to La because they'd never won that title. So if you've won everything, you might as well add another title to it.
0: It it, ma- it makes all the sense in the world. Now let's. Uh, I don't. I don't want to make this a, 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 a you know river talk. As I'm sure you would, would enjoy a <laughs> thoroughly river talk. Let's uh, let's let's talk Argentina. So they uh, are in Group D. A group seed once again, as they have been. I think as long as I've been alive, uh, when they make the World Cup, they're a a group seed. But in this group, I mean, of of all the groups, it's probably the 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 toughest of of all the groups. Uh, I don't know if you can really call it a group of death, but it's uh, it's the closest thing to it. It's like the it's like the group of you know major cardiac arrest. They have Iceland, Croatia, and Nigeria. Nigeria again. Nigeria's in the World Cup. They're playing Argentina. Haven't beaten them. Uh, they've given them uh, some 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 great games, but they just haven't been able to uh, come over the top. Kid, right off the bat, does Argentina get out of the group?
6: Yes, they get out of the group. I, I think they win the group, but it's not going to be easy. As you said, this is an incredibly difficult group. I don't think there is a quote-unquote group of death in this year's World Cup, but Argentina is in a very difficult group, probably the most difficult group. Everyone in the group is talented, from Nigeria, as you mentioned, Iceland, who is everyone's fan favorite, the Minnows, making their first ever World Cup with a population the size of Corpus Christi, Texas, and then Croatia, who is underrated in my estimation. I think the Croatians are always good in Argentina.
0: Underachiever, I, frankly.
6: Very, very much so. <clears throat> Argentina, I don't think that they are contenders to win this World Cup, even with Messi. Messi is. In large part, all they have. He got them into the World Cup. Without him, they would they would be on the sidelines. They would be back in Buenos Aires, watching. But I don't think he is enough to get them into contention. I, I don't see them competing for this World Cup. But I do think they will win the group. And to answer your question, yes, they will get out of the group.
0: Now that always strikes me as as, as unbelievable. Where people say, "Well, all Argentina has is Messi." When they have arguably, in my opinion, at least the the most talented group of offensive players in the world, why is it that for the past, it seems like, I don't know, eight years or so, I guess, why can't they get it together? Why can't they get it to? what is? Why does it look like it's messy and 10 youth soccer players?
6: When they well, play you, hit the, you hit the nail on the head, and that's exactly what it looks like. It's messy and 10 people watching him. And people always say, well, how come he isn't as successful – being messy at Argentina as he is with Barcelona. Well, at Barcelona, he has people supporting him. He has people creating, people playing alongside him. For Argentina, he has people watching him. And you're right. There's a, there's an immense amount of attacking talent. You have players like Iguain. say what you want. He's, he's fantastic. He, he's missed big chances. You have Pocho Lavezzi. Di Maria plays well. He's played fantastically in World Cups. You have players of caliber surrounding Messi, but whenever they put on the Albiceleste, Celeste, whenever they play for the national team, they all sit back in awe of Messi. and They all say, well, what is he going to do? And he's going to do the work. And instead of helping him and being in those supporting roles, because most of those players for their club teams, they're used to being the stars. They're used to being the goal scorers or at least if not the top dog, one of them and all of a sudden they're playing with arguably the best player in the world and for whatever reason they have yet to figure out how to play alongside him effectively.
0: Well well and again and, and here's where I I don't see why people can discount Argentina because yes you're right th- th- we have seen that and yet they've made three finals in a row playing like that.
6: They so, have and So obviously
0: right. obviously to me it's a it's a testament not only to how good he is but I mean they're not that bad. I mean they don't they don't suddenly forget how to play soccer but it seems like if, if they could just put it together then i mean in my mind they, they rocket i mean they they are on on, on the group of uh, the the group of the draw where they would play uh i think it was uh spain in the quarterfinals if i'm not mistaken and then and i think and i think france in the sem- france in the semis if 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 chalk held right that, that would be and there's no reason to me why 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 they couldn't beat either of those two teams i mean they no. certainly have the talent to do so
6: and I agree with you. They do have the talent, and that's always been kind of the catch twenty two of Argentina's that they have talent. They have immense talent. They always have, but putting it, translating that talent into results on the pitch has been an issue. Why that is, I, I speculate, like all Argentines do, that Messi is simply he's he's the guy that everybody has their eye on. Nobody else really knows how to play with him. They're not sure what to do. They, in my in my opinion, they defer to him too much. And instead of playing alongside him and getting on him at times, and when he misses or he makes a mistake, they're afraid to do that because he's Lionel Andres Messi. He is the guy. And he, he's, I mean, he's, he, I mean, whoever you want. Pele, Maradona, Ronaldo, it's a one-name guy. It's Messi. Picolin. Of course, yes. Um, without Without the shadow of a doubt. And that is to Argentina's detriment. That being said, they have been successful. And they've made finals. But... As good as Argentina has been historically, the bar is very high. If you don't win, it doesn't matter. Being in the final is not enough for Argentina. And unfortunately for Messi, if he does not win a World Cup, he will never be as great in Argentina as he is in the rest of the world. And this is something most people don't understand. He is not as revered in Argentina as he is in Spain or other places. He is not the godlike figure, and this is because he has not won a World Cup. If he does, that will change. But if he doesn't, he will always be second to Maradona and maybe right. second or third to some other players.
0: Now, now Maradona's Dios, right? And, and they call it Pelé el Rey. Uh, there's a shirt in Mexico that says, Si Pelé es el Rey y Maradona es el Dios, entonces Cuauhtémoc es el papi de los dos. <laughs> a shirt you can find outside
6: the... Uh, the Estadio Azteca. That's a well, church you can find in any reputable Tejanguis in Mexico, right?
0: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Well, maybe, maybe not in Guadalajara, but uh, but, but certainly <laughs> uh, certainly outside outside the uh, the Estadio the Estadio Azteca. We're talking to uh, Kit McConico, who's the host's the throw-in the hour-long. An hour is just too damn short, kid. An, an hour long, and Sunday mornings at nine AM when people are, uh, uh, I guess, either either nursing a hangover or driving to church. But you do get a lot of a uh, lot of participation, and you guys are having a. Uh, Uh, a third anniversary this week. I wish I could go. I'm actually working a stupid track meet, but uh, so I wanted to go, but I won't be able to. But uh, you guys are having a third anniversary celebration this week.
6: We are. We are indeed. We have been on the air for three years. We are the longest, I mean, we're the only radio English language radio show about soccer in Austin. And we've talked about it for a while. We've partnered with the Austin Soccer Foundation. So 10 a.m., Weather permitting, we are going to meet at the AMSA fields in Onion Creek, and we're going to play a pickup game, raising money and raising funds for the Austin Soccer Foundation, a very worthy cause. Mm-hmm. And afterwards, we're going to head to Luster Pearl on Rainy Street, and we invite everyone to join us, whether you're going to play, whether you just want to hang out, come out and support local soccer and say hi. We, we, we John, we're even inviting Pumas fans, so you are welcome. Are, are I know... you inviting,
0: inviting Bokka fans?
6: <laughs> no. Bosteros are th- th- that is that is a question I've had to field more than once. Bosteros are welcome. Um there will there will be a uh there will be a dress code and Boca gear will not be permitted because this is a high class event. And that's all I'm going to say about that.
1: That's up slide tackles are permitted is what you're
2: saying?
6: Um they are indeed and my co-host Justin the Smash Simmons we actually have a liability waiver that is written up with his name mentioned multiple times because of his poor habit of going into tackles, two-footed, and with studs up.
0: That is uh, – well, we don't want to – I mean, I mean this is a friendly game. We don't want to see anything.
6: <laughs> oh, We oh, don't want to
1: – We don't want to see more. A ball. You don't want to see bloody Boca jerseys?
6: <laughs> There's a time and a place, but not at our charity match.
0: Oh, okay. Now, now back back to uh, back to Group D, kids. So, so you, you're saying I made I uh, made it. Good Lord, listen to me. <laughs> uh, I Argentina the favorite. Argentina the favorite.
6: Yes, I think América so gets who, through. Uh, Cruz Azul maybe
0: Chivas, and unfortunately,
6: you, I don't. You, see can't, forget <laughs> you can't forget the
2: Chicago
0: Fire. So, uh, out of the other three teams, who who would you think would have the the best chance then of 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 advancing uh, with, with Argentina to get to the knockouts?
6: I think Croatia does. Nigeria is a fantastic side, and, and all of the hyperbole about them is always true. Yes, they're athletic, and they're big, and they're strong, and they're fast, but this isn't the best mm-hmm. Nigerian side we've seen. There have been better Super Eagle sides in the past. I, I, I don't see them getting through because teams know what to expect from them. They're very direct in the way they play. Iceland is the fan favorite, as I mentioned. Everybody wants Iceland to advance. They want to be able to do the Viking clap. They will have a huge amount of support. And I I, I may be wrong, but I kind of think that they have spent what they had qualifying for the World Cup. I don't see them being able to get by sides like Croatia, like Argentina. And so I'm going to go with Croatia. It's a very good team. They have players of quality. They have experience. And I think they'll finish second in the group to advance.
0: No, no. usually Croatia's had, uh, they, 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 they've kind of been unlucky. I know in, uh, in '02 they were in a group with, with, with Mexico and Italy and in Ecuador. And I'm sure the Croatian fans thought that, uh, that that, that would be, especially after making the semifinals, but, uh, they weren't able to, uh, to, advance. I was even, even after beating Italy, they weren't able to advance. And then again, in '06 six, they draw Brazil and, and, and Australia and Australia knocks them out. And, uh, and then, of course, in 2014, Mexico was able to knock them out with their 3-1 win. So to me, I've always thought that Croatia, after making it to the quarterfinals, I'm sorry, the semifinals in 1988, 1998, and, and by beating Germany 3-0, uh, Frank, was just a, a, a stunning feat. They really haven't lived up to that since then. And uh, so maybe this might be the tournament for them to do so. And, and of course, if they did uh, make it through, if they especially if they went second place, they would probably play France. Which would be a very appealing, and Croatia, would, because of its uh, proximity to Russia, will probably have a somewhat of a home field advantage. They'll probably have a lot more supporters there than, than uh, some of the other countries. So, you're probably right. It probably would be uh, would be good. I want to throw it out to the to the panel. If anybody else uh, uh, has has a differing opinion uh, on, on on those two teams advancing out of that group.
3: No, I, I agree. I agree, especially uh, Croatia, and they have. They have Mario, um, can't pronounce his last name, Manzukic. Man Manzukic. That guy, yeah, and he's he's been he's been on fire recently. So that that helps to have a player
0: like that going into the World Cup. It can make a big difference. No, I mean it's not just him. You know they have uh, 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 a Rakitic and then the guy at uh, Modric and all the other eachs that they have you know, the. I mean, obviously they have a great midfield, and uh, like you said, the Manzukic has been uh, has been outstanding over the past few weeks for for his club, Mm -hmm. and and, then they should. This is finally a group that I think that they can be that that other team to make it into the uh, into the knockouts.
3: They're definitely rated higher than than Nigeria and Iceland. Uh, So I think for me, Argentina they are favorites, but it's it's theirs to lose because. You know, I agree with everything Kit says, but but I also think this Argentina side, man, they seem a bit cursed. Uh, I think they could just sabotage themselves. And, and and I was telling you earlier, John, how this group is, is kind of similar to the O2 group.
0: It is. With,
3: with, they had Nigeria and they had Sweden. Except we could replace Sweden with Iceland. Practically the same. Uh, and the only exception would have been England. And now you have Croatia quite fairly similar you
0: know i don't think uh, Kit wants to revisit anything that happened in 2000 <laughs> but uh, i agree
6: I, I agree with the point made that this is a similar group to 2002 for argentina and if i'm not mistaken they begin the world cup they be their first matches against iceland and that's going to be extremely difficult this is a team that everybody wants to do well and if argentina let's say they draw that match, this is not a resilient side. They are not strong mentally. I can see them cratering. I can see them crashing. I don't think they're going to lose matches, but I, I could see them drawing Iceland and then maybe drawing with Nigeria after that. <clears throat> and if that's the case, I don't know. Maybe maybe they're lucky to advance second in the group, or yeah. maybe they don't get out.
3: And, and, you know, that's a big point that you're making about, about – um being very resilient and mentally strong because, you know, I'm a Messi not too long ago, I think, hasn't he quit the Argentine team like twice already? Yeah, he did for it uh, after just
0: the, uh, America, when, <laughs> when his team completely abandoned, where he had to literally make all the passes to himself and just totally, <laughs> totally abandon him. Yeah, you're right though, kids. So they, they play our, Iceland first and then they play croatia and then they play nigeria so they conceivably could have go into that nigeria game where they haven't qualified they have they haven't assured themselves of of qualification which could certainly play into the uh nigerians uh uh favor there now one thing i will say about argentina with with this group except for maybe croatia and i think it's something that that was brought to our attention when uh, when juventus beat uh tottenham in the in, in, in the in the round of 16, when uh, was it Cellini who said that yes, we were behind, but we were going up against a team that that frankly has never really been in this position that often at all, and we knew that eventually we you know we we were going to make it happen in order for us to win the game, and I think that that's probably what we're going to see when Argentina plays Iceland and even Nigeria, maybe Croatia not so much, but I do think that the experience uh, does count. Now one thing I want to I want to ask Kit. Y'all don't mind is uh, especially here living in the U.S. and obviously we, we, we follow Mexican soccer and everyone's talking about how you know Mexican players need to play in Europe and, and, and American players, you know for, for, for Mexico and the U.S. they have to have to, to play in Europe play in Europe play in Europe and, and 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 both countries have players that play in Europe and yet somehow they're still not managing to to, to to crack that you know top ten top eight or whatever it is in the world you know they've they've acquitted themselves well but they certainly haven't uh, you know made a World Cup semifinal or, or whatever the case may be so i i guess my question to y'all is yes it is very important for for those players to to make that jump but argentina has what 60 players that play in spain alone you know they have 30 players playing you just you just go down to every 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 league in europe you know there's at least 10 argentines that play that to play there so when do Is it even conceivable for for, for either Mexico or the U.S. to have that kind of representation in the European League in the next 10 or 15 years?
6: Well, for Mexico, it's conceivable. For the U.S., not not even close. And I'm an American. I want U.S. soccer to continue to progress. But let's be honest. Anyone who says that U.S. soccer internationally or domestically is on the same league as Mexico – that that's just a lie it, it, it's it's a flat out lie it's not even close you talk about CONCACAF Champions League and yes Toronto had a good showing but Chivas to get a victory on the road in the first leg and then to go home yes it went to penalty kicks but Chivas was Chivas is a better side you look at the top look at the top teams in Mexico the top teams in MLS there's not a comparison Chivas America Tigres they're better than the sides in major league soccer and the gap is it, it's not as big as it once was and it's continuing to shrink but mexico is still a better league as far as the national team to put it put a blunt point on it mexico's in the world cup and the united states is not
0: so so you, you, you don't see the uh, the, the possibility for, of of americans putting 40 players in europe or 50 players in europe or, or, or whatever the case may be because it seems like uh, yes, I, I do agree that, that for Mexico and the U.S. to get better, that they, they have to have players playing in, in the best leagues. I get that. But having 13 guys play in Europe is, 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 is not going to cut it.
6: No. You have no, to have,
0: no. it, it has to be. And, and, and the reality is, is that Argent- Argentines don't necessarily have to play in Europe in order for them to have, have a strong side just because they have, because, because they're, they there's just so, so much, so much. I mean, there's, there's 70 Argentines that play in Mexico for, for beat's sake. I mean, right. there are Argentines everywhere it is it, it has to be one of one of their biggest experts and i am being dead serious one of their more important experts are, are are
6: soccer players It's actually their second largest export and it's funny you say that because monetarily that is their second largest export. Brazil's the same way. Brazil and Argentina more than any other countries in the world are known for exporting soccer players. They play in every league in the world. If you go to the Thai, if you go to the Thai super League, whatever the heck it is there'll be Argentines there that can't make it anywhere else. Because that's what they do. There'll be Brazilians there as well. That is what those countries do. But that's what those countries have done for a century. That is what those countries, Argentines were playing in in Italy in the 30s. Mussolini referred to them as the repatriated ones. This is nothing new. You've had Brazilians doing the same things. These are the only two countries that have this export at this level. Mexico, you're starting to see more Mexicans playing internationally for big clubs in Europe. It's coming slowly, but they're on the right track. I don't see them having the quantity in the next 20 years. It's going to take time, but they're certainly a lot closer to it than the United States is. In the United States, I don't see in my lifetime having the players the number of players playing in Europe. I I just don't see it in the league. the, The league is nascent. This is the 23rd year of major league soccer and it's grown exponentially It grows by the year, but soccer is still, it's not the premier sport in this country. And one thing that Mexico has, and will always have over the United States of America, soccer is the biggest sport in Mexico. You have other sports there, but it's the sport. Soccer is the biggest sport in Brazil. It's the biggest sport in Argentina. And because of that, you're going to produce more players.
0: No, you're absolutely uh, you're absolutely right as far as the, uh, the the just the mass quantity of players that they have uh, in and around the leagues all over the world. Uh, I mean, we see it just about everywhere you go, uh, as you mentioned. And in fact, not only that, but I mean, they also appear on other national team, on other national teams as well. Mexico's uh, fielded a few uh, Argentine-born players for their national team. I mean, most recently in 2010 with Guillermo Franco. Who uh, oh. I'm sorry, I'm sorry,
4: Guille. Well,
6: well, Mexico has, Italy has, Spain has. I mean, if you look at the Portuguese national team, they're always Brazilian-born players on it. And that's that's nothing new because if you're producing that quantity and that quality of players, they're not going to be spots. They're, you're not going to make the top 23 of your home country. So if you have the opportunity to play somewhere else, you're absolutely going to take it.
0: So they say that Argentina is 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 Messi dependent and people say oh no, no, no you know they they just you know they you know whatever their argument is and then in their last friendly they lose 6-0 to Spain Messi was not playing and in fact it was so bad that he actually left his his luxury box cuz he was he was watching the game it doesn't uh, now does is that something that should scare an Argentine fan that result or, or is that something you say, you know what it was a one off no big deal uh you know we're moving on or is it a big wake up call for the uh for for Argentina, that, that that 6-0 result?
6: I think it should absolutely scare them. It just goes to prove that they do not know how to play without Messi. And I've said for a long time that Argentina has to make a very difficult decision. And it's not to leave Messi off off the team. That's ridiculous. He's one of the top two players in the world. You You obviously want him on your side. You want him playing. But they have to figure out how to play with him and not watch him. They have to figure out how to support him It's not going to be Barcelona. Those guys play together year-round. National team is a different beast. You get together very infrequently. You all kind of figure out where your place is, how you fit in. And most of those guys, as I mentioned, they're the stars of their club teams. So they're having to take a back seat. They're having to play another role that they're not accustomed to. But they're doing that too much sometimes. It's too much a deference – too messy too much okay well he, we, we got him the ball now what's he gonna do with it one thing that when you watch argentina play in the last few years no one moves off ball they just sit there they give him the ball and they watch him go well as good as Messi is he can't beat a team on his own certainly not in a world cup
0: well I, I i will i will have to i will have to beg the difference because that's exactly what happened in the group stage uh, in the in the last World Cup was the, the, and even in the Copa America they had in Argentina uh, the, the, that was exactly how they how they all got past was was them watching Messi and just and just let and, I mean I I still feel bad for Iran had them beat should should, should have won that match against Argentina they didn't get the goals they, had, they hit the few, post a few times and then it was at the 87th minute or whatever it is they you know they gave Messi just that extra half meter space and 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 it was all over so it 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 is it, it is shocking to me that a that a team with that much quality can can look so pedestrian even 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 with that uh with with a player of a of a caliber of Messi where I, 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 it it is completely unfathomable to me that, that 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 they play as as poorly as they do knowing how much talent is on that squad i mean argentina's b team would 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 be a legitimate contender for uh you know, for at least making the quarterfinals in, a, in any World Cup.
6: I agree with you, opinion. and that is in that is in large part what is so frustrating to Argentine fans in Argentina and around the world. If you look at this team on paper, this is a world-beating team. You have some of the best players that have ever laced up their boots. And to make it even more frustrating, they've gotten to finals. They've gotten to World Cup finals. They've gotten to Copa America finals, and they have yet to win one. If if this team had crashed out of group stages or of quarterfinals, I think that would be easier to stomach, more palatable than constantly getting to finals but not being able to bring the hardware home.
0: So so they make it out of the group stage, and uh, where does the uh, what does the head say and what does the as as far as their 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 journey in Russia, where does it end for Argentina?
6: No, well, the heart says they win it all, and Messi has his storybook ending, and I just love every second of it. But the head is in emphatic disagreement on that. I, I don't see that happening. I think they can make a deep run. I think they can get to the semifinals. They are better when it comes to World Cup. I, I think if they draw, if they if they have a match with Spain, I think it'll be tough. I think they can get by Spain. But if if it comes to another match with Germany or Brazil or even France, who I think is, is a fantastic young side, obviously untested, those are going to be difficult.
0: Well, they could either face France in the round of 16 or in the semifinals. So, uh, you know, depending on how on, on how the other group, but but Germany and Brazil they won't play until the final because they're on the other on the other half of the bracket. So, uh, if, if if chalk holds, which nine times out of 10, it will in a world cup, especially with, uh, the, 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 stronger sides. Uh, it, w- it would look like if, if, if Argentina gets first in the group, they'll play probably Peru, poor Peru. You know, they finally get to a world cup, make it out of the second round and you know, go up, go up, go up against their, their, their biggest ghost. They're the biggest ghost they have. Uh, and then, uh, you know, so, so they'll have that and then they'll, they'll, they'll probably play Spain. If Spain wins their group in the, uh, in the quarters, which would be, uh, and I just a uh, uh, something that I think any soccer fan in the world would just love to see and the time I managed to get that you know chances are, p- are pretty high they'll play either France or Portugal or uh, or or whatever or whoever it ends up so i you know semi final seems like a very realistic uh, thing and, and again if 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 Paulo, what can Paulo do to figure it out what 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 will what will he what, what magic buttons will he push to make Argentina figure it out and let them play as a team because if they get going frankly i don't think any i don't think anybody can stop them.
6: Well, if they get going, you're exactly right. I, I think the only two teams in the world that could stop them are Brazil, which is always is always a toss up any time they get together. Right. And Germany, because the Germans have been they've been Argentina's nemesis. They know how to lock them down. They know what to do. And that being said, that would be a fantastic final either way. Argentina is going to have to they're gonna to have to play better defense, something they are not known for. They're not gonna be able to win all these matches scoring four and five goals. But it, it's gonna it's gonna be very interesting. It's gonna be interesting to see what Argentine team shows up. Is this a hungry team that is out to prove the doubters are wrong, or is this the team that we've seen so frequently that is said, uh, "There's the ball, number ten, go do what you do," and we're gonna sit back and watch. Right.
0: Now, before I let you go, I just want to make sure. Does any does anybody have any questions for for our special guest here, Kent McConico, here on on the panel? Anybody? Yes. Hoel Hoel has a question. Joel Seves has a question for Kit. Just, who's
3: your favorite to take it off in Russia?
6: I find it hard to go against Germany. They they're an impressive side. They game plan better than anyone else in the world. They prepare for their opponents better than anyone else in the world. It is <sighs> it is a stereotype for a reason. German efficiency is real. And this is a team that is going to show up. I think everything is clicking for them. They may not be the most talented individually. They're certainly among the most talented. But when it comes to big matches, they don't make mistakes. And I think more often than not, in big matches, the mistakes lose them for you.
3: Agreed. Uh, one, one more question. Any favorites, any candidates to take over the U.S. team? Coaching.
6: That's a very good question. And I I was actually a huge fan when people mentioned Ed whole I don't think he would do it, but I thought that would be fantastic for the U.S. He would bring some energy, some fire, new life, which is something the U.S. desperately needs as a coach. You've had cardboard coaches from Jurgen Klinsmann to Bruce Arena. Neither one of them has been able to stroke the fire of the fans get them involved as much as they need. I, I thought people would be great. I don't think that would actually happen. That being said, I-, I would like to see, I would like to see someone who wants this job, someone who's hungry. And I know that that's not really answering your question. It- it's it's not a premier job. So I would like to see somebody who would, who really wants this job there, there's some good Americans. Uh, Dom Kinnear, the former Houston Dynamo man, I think he's always been. I, I think he would do a very good job. He understands domestic soccer. Mm-hmm. He understands our league. Um, so th- those are the names that come to mind.
3: Osorio has also been linked with the post.
6: Um, I
0: would, yeah. We we will write a letter of recommendation.
6: <laughs> you guys can keep him. That's all I'm gonna well, say. I he's, I, he's I, good at qualifying though. I'll give him that. Well, at this point, we would settle for qualification. His
0: uh, his 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 organization skills, frankly, are, are are second. He 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 preps better than than anyone, and everything except actually what happens, what what happens <laughs> on the field. Uh, Kit, do you uh? Do, would you favor a, a a a coach that wants to like change the whole system, or, or do you favor a coach that just you knows, Hey, listen, you know we're we're playing tournaments. Yeah. So I wanna, I, I want to make sure that we have good tournament results. Well, what would you rather have?
6: I would favor a coach who in – they're all connected. And your U teams are connected to your national team. I understand that. But I would favor a coach who is focused on the, on the senior national team as opposed to kind of a CEO who's trying to restructure all of U.S. soccer and this is how we need to do it. I personally think that's too big of a job for any one person to do. I would like somebody who is focused on the results of that senior national team and how they do and how they progress, as opposed to saying, well, here's a new curriculum for U.S. soccer for U-8. I think that's just too much.
0: There's a curriculum for U-8? Uh,
6: In this country, if there's not, we need one. Actually, the problem is... The, to, to answer your question, there is a curriculum, and that is the problem. Every other country, eight-year-olds get to play soccer and kick the ball around. In this country, we have a curriculum, and yeah, as you have all seen, that is not—it's not been to our benefit.
0: Fair enough. Well, uh, one last question before we let you go, Kit. Uh, have, have have you met Tano? Have, have you have you and Tano shared shared your your uh... Your, your, your love forever. Did you think of Tano when you, when 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 things go bad? Forever go. Man, I know I'm in a bad mood, but but Tano, man, I hope he's taking his medicine because
6: this is really rough. I have never had the great privilege of meeting a Tano Basman. I would be beside myself if I had that opportunity. Hopefully, one day I will. And I I've channeled him. I've thought about him. I've watched him during River Games, and it just goes to prove that. River fans are across the world. To to that point, I, I might add, there is actually an official there's an official uh, River filial here in Austin, River uh, River Platenses in Texas, and they are having an asado, a straight up Argentine asado, on Sunday afternoon, and I've been invited, so I am I, I am in heaven. I'm going to spend my Sunday afternoon with the uh, filial here in Texas, and the River fans are coming from Dallas, they're coming from Houston, and we will all get together, and I'm sure that there will be a lot of talk about El Tano Pazpan.
0: Will there be a, will there, is there a match on that y'all can watch together?
6: There is a match that afternoon. Um, we, we are we are excited. We will all watch the match. We will eat um, some choripan. We will hang out, and it's, it's going to be a fantastic day. I'm very, very much looking forward to it.
0: That sounds like uh, sounds like a lot of now now a lot of fun now River um, as we button up back to them they're uh, looking pretty good in the Libertadores so they're, they're probably going to make it to the next round or would you consider them as a, as a favorite to uh, take it yet again or is it uh,
6: absolutely not no <laughs> absolutely not they are Jekyll and Hyde when it comes to domestic that being said they've been they've, they they're in a good run of form domestically they haven't lost in the last ten matches but they started out they were just putrid. In the Argentine Superliga, R- River is one of those teams that if, if they can if they can win a few games, they have a chance. But I don't think they're one of the favorites. I, I think the Brazilians, obviously the defending champion, Gremio is fantastic. But who knows? Um, stranger things have happened. But I would not put River among the favorites for this year in the Copa Libertadores.
0: Well, I mean, but again, it goes back to that whole Juventus uh, Tottenham thing. You know, if they end up playing like a and again, I don't want to disrespect anybody, but you know what? You know, I'll I'll just call it you know Team A from Country X that isn't a quote unquote traditional power. I mean, a river has a huge advantage in the sense that by by just by showing up, that that, that they're making that other team a little more nervous than than they probably would be. You know, maybe even a little more motivated. But they know you know we're going to have to really, even though this may not be the best Riverside, we're going to have to really really, you know you know watch ourselves because it's still River played. So I mean, they they certainly you're have right.
6: That going it, for them. And big big teams know how to play in big games, and that is one thing they do have going for them. Yeah.
0: And uh, did you think uh, Muneco will ever uh, coach Argentina, or is he uh, is he not quite ready yet?
6: I don't think he's quite ready yet. I would like to see El Cholo Simeone as the next coach of Argentina. I think he'd be fantastic. Yeah. But I think right now Muneco, is he, he seems he seems to be happy. He's doing he, he's doing his thing, and as fickle as River fans are, they were. They, they weren't quite calling for his head a few months ago, but they, he was—he was certainly his, his seat was starting to heat up. But right now, they are very content, and I don't know why they would not be. He's—he's he's been fantastic, and I, I hope he stays for as long as he wants to.
0: And then well, I guess one last question before we let you go: uh, the, the the rumors are, at least in Mexico, are that uh, it looks like if uh, Osorio does not renew, that uh, it, it's looking like Almeida would probably be the the, the top candidate for. Uh, for 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 the Mexico job, Matias Almeida. Do you think that that would be a good fit for, uh, for for both parties? Or
6: I think it'd be a great fit to have Pelado Almeida. You see you see what he's been able to do at Chivas. He's been extremely successful. If if he wants the job, which I'm sure he does. I mean, who wouldn't? That's one of the premier jobs in the world. I, I think it would be a great fit for both parties, and it would be mutually beneficial.
0: So now, uh, do you think that if, if they ever have the U8 the curriculum in, in, in U.S. soccer, they'll have?
6: Uh, they'll
2: have the, <laughs> this,
0: I think that that should be part of the uh, part of the curriculum. Kit McConico, thank you very much for joining us here in the Cantina Mackey's podcast. We do appreciate you, and I know it's late, and you, and you call the game, so we do appreciate you decompressing with us uh, on the podcast, gentlemen.
6: It has been my most sincere pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you for your patience. I'm sorry it took me so long to get on with you. It is always a pleasure, and thank you. Thank you all so much for having me.
0: Well, have fun on Saturday at the at the charity event with the, with the, the third anniversary of the throw-in, and, of course, on Sunday with your asado. sounds fantastic.
6: It, it'll be a wonderful weekend. I'm looking forward to it.
0: Well, thanks very much, Kit, for joining us. We do appreciate it. Kit McConico joining us here on the Cantina and Mickey's podcast, Talking Argentina for us on Group D. And as we uh, as we mentioned, we uh, had a – well, actually, Kit mentioned he thinks Argentina probably semifinals. Joel, it's a team that, uh, you know, again, like I said, if, if they can get it going, uh, I, I, I see no reason why they can't make at least the semifinals, I think. Anybody. Joel. It's a Chikis. coin toss for me. Coin toss for you, Joel?
2: Yeah, it's like you
3: said, man, it, it depends what team shows up. You know. And uh another the result against Spain
0: wasn't too good. Yeah, they lost they lost six <laughs> zero and uh and you know of course the famous the famous shot of Messi watching from the from the palco and <laughs> he leaves after the fifth one. So he wasn't around at least at least, at least for the sixth. I'm so. to watch. Yes. Yeah, so that
3: that's you know, ouch. So who knows, man? There's a lot of stuff that's been going on with the squad and even with the directivos.
0: Man, I, I want to know what I what I need to do to get invited to the asado on Sunday. That sounds like a lot of fun.
3: Well, you know, kid, man.
0: I, well, I do know. kid. Think, I think you just need
3: to clear up your your Sunday, and there you are.
0: Yeah, well, that, I, you know what? Because my wife, my wife is actually flying, flying out of town. Pista. Wow. Just, just do all
3: your.
0: Uh, hope you know, to what, see I'm some pictures. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to crash. now. No, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. You know, it's if if that was like a puma asado, i might, I might go to the pumas asado, but. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but uh, you know, I don't wanna. By the way, crazy, crazy game in, in, in Morelia. It is, it is 2-2 two, two in the 81st minute. Morelia just had a goal to allowed, so they, uh, had a chance to go up 3-2, but the ref, uh, whistled now. So, uh, Chiquis, explain to me, so Santander was, was, was the, the Chiva, he was the Chivas hombre número 12, right? right? And so yesterday he had calls that were, uh, I guess one could say favorable for, for America. So does that remove santander from 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 their thoughts and prayers when when, when they pray and go to sleep because because he was he was he showed so much favoritism toward america is is that the gist of, of, of what we're hearing about about his performance yesterday
1: i think uh I think they took his picture down from the chivas' walls and uh burned it
0: <laughs> from the wall of fame <laughs> with uh
1: from the man of the match wall.
0: That's right cuz now Joel I think we've asked you in the past so 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 uh, you know when you think of of, of the great chivas in, in history. And uh and, you know and we asked you so if, if you had a if you had an asado Joel who if if you could invite three chivas who 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 would you invite to, to your to your chivas asado? Oh, finally,
3: your I've been body. waiting I've been waiting for this question John. Finally I've got it. Uh obviously Bofo man.
2: Bofo okay.
3: Bofo has to be there. and and then, I'm not surprised, but <laughs> the two de la Torres, man, the de la Torres Bros,
0: Nestor and Chepo, that's my three right there. So, so Bofo and and Nestor and, uh... and Chepo. And Chepo. And Chepo. I'm big, I'm big de la Torres fan as a Chivas. Yeah. Because I mean, if you think if you think of the escudo of Chivas, right? I mean, they might as well put a put a torre there for the, the La Torre hey, family because they're, they're hey, so
3: hey, yeah, yeah. They're just
0: heavily linked with the club. Their family has. Um... Do you find that Nestor, when he calls a game, is more critical of Chivas than he is any other team?
3: I, I've always I I can't answer that because I've only seen them do the Chivas games.
0: So I don't well, I don't, do know. Well, do I don't you, know. Do you find him to be to be more critical like 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 harsh on uh, No,
3: I I think to me on he on seems the, pretty pretty spot on, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Do you think that, that we should invite Nestor to give us like a four year plan on how we should how how we should evolve the podcast <laughs> so we can follow follow Nestor's plan for the for the podcast? Who, who knows, man?
3: Who, I don't know. He might be too strict. So you, he might be too strict for us. So, he has a no party class. Yeah. You know. That he is right. He might find would, us, and we we are cantina. So.
0: The <laughs> only one, the only one that would be that would be left would be Chickies.
3: <laughs> <laughs> doing everything.
0: <laughs> That's right. It would be it would be the chickies podcast with Nestor.
3: Chiquis and Ron. Ron doesn't. Yeah. But That's but right. no right. no wait. no no he he will sneak out late night to go to read us. That's to right. Go to, uh, or to a truck rest stop,
0: so he will get fined for that. That is uh, that is very true. So I'm surprised you didn't say "Wedo bueno Real." I mean, I know you're such a such a huge "Wedo uh, bueno Real." I am,
3: I am. But I, I think the stories those guys could tell, just because, yeah, they they grew up with the club. I mean, talk about since little kids and, and sure to have all your family linked to a club and and. To all the big moments and all that, it's it's just. I mean, I think they know. They, they they really know like the the inner workings just just to pick their brain, you know. To see what's going on in there. Or or what's happened with the club? Just just why would, why would the club socios be willing to sell their stock, to Vergara for so cheap? Things like
0: that. Oof. You're op- opening some 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 very very old and deep woods. Now I'm gonna have to ask: Is 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 uh, is, is, is Profe with us or is he is, is he still on mute? We'll have to. I think I think he fell asleep. We we lost uh, we lost Profe.
3: He's tired. He's tired. He's he's getting old and can't keep up with the little kids. Because I
0: wanted to ask Turning him the same around. question: Who who would be who would he who would oh, is? Right. You know, well, I'll ask Chiki Chiki's who, who who which uh, which who, which Pumas would you invite to your? to your Pumasado.
2: Uh, It'd have to be uh, your boys, the (laughs) Picolín. Okay.
1: (laughs) Hugo Sanchez.
2: Oh, nice.
1: And uh, I I gotta say, since he's out there kicking.
3: Not not Campos and he show show up with sandals. Not
1: Campos. I don't like Campos kicking. I like Tronquín. Seems like a cool guy.
0: Tronquín. <laughs> I would uh. I would invite. I would invite Cabino. No. And I would. Uh, I would invite Hugo Sanchez, of course. And. Uh, I mean, I I can't not say Picolín because he's you know as I'm one I'm I feel like I'm I'm his brand ambassador or, you know, both their brand ambassadors for, for, for that. But I would also probably consider Bora, if, oh, if, 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 if given the, uh, one of my favorites. if given what, if, I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, he, you know, Bora Bora did, did as much for, for, you know, people always talk about Menotti about, yeah. you know, but to me, the, 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 you know, Menotti built on the foundation that, 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 uh, that, that Bora set down.
3: Yeah. And, Bora, Bora took us to the Quinto Partido, um, and he coached in what way, was
0: it four straight World Cups? Yeah. And they went um, to the second round in every single one of those. And then and it wasn't until uh, actually five straight World Cups. Yeah. And it wasn't until China and and, and 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 this is a true story. Uh China makes the World Cup for the first time. They get blown out, but I think they had they had Costa Rica, Brazil, uh, I'm trying to remember who the other team Not was. Portugal's? Was it Portugal? No, it wasn't Portugal, it was uh <sighs> Well, I, don't, I can't believe I don't remember this. But anyway, I forget who it was. Oh, it was Turkey. Turkey was the other team. Oh, yeah, yeah. And even even the Brazilian, because of Bora, we're thinking, you know, China might win this group because only only because of Bora. That's how much <laughs> respect yeah. had the world over. If I'm not mistaken, I think he's coaching Qatar right now. Wow. I didn't know he was still active. Yeah, I, th- I think he's coaching Well, he was in the, uh, when they did their presentation. For Qatar 2022, he was one of the speakers. Yeah, and he's he's also
3: his family has been involved in football and his brothers since way back, way back when. Uh, yeah, go back to the what was it? Former Yugoslavia. Um, but yeah, he's he comes from a football family, and there's a lot of history there. Yeah, you know, I could tell you, Prophet, who Prophet Camerayas would have. Who's that? You'll have, you'll Hans? have um, Hans Westerhoff. Right. You'll have, um... oh man, you made me freak. <laughs> I I heard Hans Westerhoff, and you'll have uh, Almeida. Right. You have my, my Almeida, and you'll have Conejo Perez.
2: Conejo he is cambiar.
3: He is
0: Cambia raya. So he he will You're yeah right.
3: he, can, he wouldn't be
0: yeah. complete without. Some Pachuca present in there. That's right, because he is—he is two parts, two parts Chivas, one part, one, one part, part Yeah, that's right. But we're we're trying everything we can to conjure to conjure the profe, and he's not—he uh, is—he is not responding. He
3: quedó dormido, yeah.
0: Grandpa Simpson style. So, all right, gentlemen. Well, uh, here in the Liguilla, I, I think—I uh, mean. It, it's looking Morelia as tied two-two with Toluca. I don't think we're gonna get any major surprises uh, going into the semis. I think América obviously will win uh, pretty easily. Uh, same with Monterrey. It's looking like Tigres is gonna win at Toluca. So if that if, if that's the case, then we're gonna see a Toluca, Tigres semi, and then a Monterrey América semi. So we could have a uh, the makings of a of another. I mean, any any one of those four teams playing, you know, on one side of the bracket playing the others is, is going to be a, an outstanding final. I mean, them two really good teams going at, going after each other in a final, whether it's you know Toluca, Monterrey or Toluca America or America Tigres or Tigres Monte or another classico record. I mean, it would be. I know I know that Ron probably wouldn't wouldn't favor too much playing the uh, America Toluca final because he's for whatever reason he has a. A, a huge problem with uh, with with Toluca, which he hasn't he hasn't fully really answered. I think I think something happened to him in Toluca. I think that that's that that's why he uh, he hold, he holds such ill will toward the Choriceros. Is you know maybe uh, things didn't work out for him down in, uh, in in Toluca at some point, which is why he he holds not only not only the team but the whole city of Toluca in 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 in, 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 in with ill regard. Well we'll have to ask about that when and if he uh, he decides to, to join. I know that he's very busy right now in his uh in his architecture uh program that he uh is finishing up. So uh, hopefully uh Ron will be able to join us over the next few weeks. So so again, uh Kim McConaughey joined us, uh, said Argentina, Croatia making it through. Uh Hoel, you agree Argentina, Croatia. Chikis, do you feel the same way? Argentina Croatia making it through group uh, group D?
1: Yeah, I can see that.
0: Yeah, I, I think uh as, as Kit pointed out, I think Iceland kind of blew their one Then you know they also lost uh, both to not that again friendlies are not a barometer, but they did lose to Mexico and, and Peru both when they when they played their friendlies here. Um, they open up against Argentina, which uh, you know I, I, you know that might be actually the best thing to happen to, to Iceland because go ahead, you know they might lose that one 1-0 or whatever it is, and they hey you know what we can hang with these guys and then give they can give Croatia and Nigeria all they want. But I do think that uh, that I don't think that Cinderella's uh, slipper is going to f- fit them this year. I do think Croatia does does finally make it through, but they only make it through the round of 16 because I think the France will uh, handle them pretty easily. Even though France did have a big a big injury today with their their guy from Arsenal who uh, went down today in their uh, Europa League semi final against Atletico, which uh, I believe Atletico made it through when they will be playing Olympique de Marseille, which is uh, Gignac's former team. So Gignac actually might have. Might have a, a chance to make it to the World Cup now. We'll have to keep an eye. We'll have to keep an eye on that. Do we have any other uh, any other questions? See, even Sergio Cruz says Arellano is better than Messi
1: on our chat. Something uh, he brought up uh, made me think of Arellano and his little run he had, and especially the one goal I remember him taking on the left side and from a terrible angle scoring. Has seen has he seemed more impressive than Chofis has so far in his little stint, in my opinion. I know I'll probably get a lot of hate for that, but.
0: (laughs) Um, I mean, to me, I I think the biggest difference between uh, Chofis and just about anybody else that has come out of Chivas over the past, um, oh, I don't know. uh, Ten, fifteen years. I, I, just, I just think that the trophies has his his ball skills. I think are second to none, and 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 he needs to figure out the rest of his the rest of his game. I think if he can do that, then he'll be in a, he'll be in good shape. But uh, his uh, he didn't have a you know no no Chiva had a good year this year. I think the, the Chiva this was a a throwaway year for them despite them winning the Concacaf champions, which which amazingly over the past week has become the most important trophy in the history of Concacaf. You know league. League or international, for whatever reason now it's it, it, it's like it's like it's taken on monumental importance just because uh you know chivas fans all believe that you know this is like just the the most important thing that's ever ever happened to chivas is 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 winning this trophy like you know, they're even saying why haven't played the Liga? we've already won the most important trophy on the planet the conca champions is is, is this Joel the kind of the the kind of uh Blind loyalty that you have to fight through as as a Chiva Armano to to get them to to be a little more realistic with their with their thoughts and expectations. Is this is is this your constant battle, is, is this why you became Joel, the the self loathing Chivas fan that you were for so many years? Oh, I think he oh, did. We lost Joel. We lost Joel. Well, well, I was hoping he would answer that.
1: His uh his realism when it comes to Chivas is is like uh overshadowed by his uh fanboyism of the de la torres <laughs> in my opinion.
0: Yeah, it's uh his uh well, I don't want mean, to I don't want to speak ill of of, of, of <laughs> while well, he's not on, but uh, yeah, the the fact that he wanted to invite both of them over for his asado. You know, I mean, you know, what if what if he and both asked, "Hey, hoy, let's let, you know,
1: let's bring Almeida.
0: Let's go behind there or let's go behind the shed." You know, Hoy's not going to be able to go cuz Nestor's there. You know, so he's gonna he's gonna miss out on that opportunity. You know, he has to he has to behave himself because Nestor is there. It's a, uh, it, it, it's very, uh, very unfortunate for that. So, and uh, you know, Sergio uh, again agreeing with me, saying that uh, that Guatemoc is, uh, is 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 well not agreeing with me, but agreeing with a shirt that Guatemoc is, uh, is is better than Messi as well. Well, Chiki, it started off with you and me. I guess it's gonna end with you and me here in the in the Cantina Mekis podcast. Does does Pumas have a chance? Chiquis, here, uh, the, the down three, going against América. Are they just gonna mostrar la cara and and win one zero and you know everyone will be everyone everyone will be happy or whatever it is? And then does Patino survive? Does 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 Pumas have any chance to make it out over the next three or four years out of this 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 ugliness that that has overcome the team?
1: No, I think they have, uh, I think they have zero chance. And before in the season, whenever they got called out by the fans and the fans were talking to them, that that looked promising. But now, in, in a video that came out, the fans were like yelling at him, cussing at him, and they were actually upset and like throwing middle fingers at the fans. And uh, and Piojo's comments on not being overconfident even in this return leg. Uh, yeah, I think they're done. I think.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're probably. I mean, yeah, you're probably right. I mean, I mean, the reality was is that it was it would have taken. A, 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 series of of essentially perfect games for Pumas to uh, to to win this leg uh, against América, uh, just because América has 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 better players, they have a better coach, they have a better team, and and you know they would have to rely on on on, 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 on América's mistakes for Pumas to capitalize on. Now they did have some chances, but again, you can't go down three zero after 25 minutes or whatever it was yesterday. And, and expect that the, yeah. So I think that the, uh, you know, for Pumas to make the league, I think was, was, was good. They they needed to get points to help them in the, in the percentual, but I mean, they really do need to take a, a long hard look over these next two years, knowing that they're essentially not having to worry about relegation because it's not going to be um, included in the next two seasons to see what, in what direction they want to go. Do they want to be the Academy guys or do they want to be like every other uh Team of the Yankees that contends and, and 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 by and by their way to uh, to, to building their roster because their their combination of uh, of the of the two is, uh, frankly just is not working and hasn't worked for the past eight years or so they just they just not I mean I can't think of any player over the past five or six years that has come out of boom I you thinking wow this guy really has 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 some challenges it's it, it's just not there so hopefully uh, hopefully they will be able to uh, to to figure that out because. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I mean I think that over if, if if we didn't have this promotion if the promotion relegation thing was still happening, cheekies, I think I think it would be uh it would be you and I that would that would be reacting this way. No
2: sinale Itamos in
0: No! So Pumas fans should be very, very thankful that uh, that they're doing away with promotion and relegation over these next two years. Chiquis, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, wow, we actually had a, a relatively short show this week. No, we're not our, our usual two and a half hour
1: yeah. uh, going on. Good stuff.
0: Thanks. Yeah, it, it was great. Uh, uh, thanks again, Chiquis, for setting it up. And want to thank Daniel Preciado for joining us, albeit briefly, and uh, Profe Juan Uribe, as well as uh, Juan Aceves that joined us. And we can't uh, uh, go off without uh, thanking kit mcconico uh who was the host of the throw-in on 104.9 the horn in austin for joining us and talking to argentina again uh kit a uh, big river plate fan uh if you didn't hear his story he was uh, given a personal tour by the president of river plate at the time of, of the uh of the trophy room of the of uh, the stadium itself of the offices of river plate uh, which is why he became a river plate fan so, well, we do appreciate him coming on and sharing his thoughts, not just on Argentina, but on Mexican soccer and, of course, U.S. soccer as well. So, we thank him for coming on. And we thank you guys for listening. We want to thank uh, Sergio and MJP on the chat, always uh, active on the chat. Uh, Sergio, I know that uh, your America fans have, uh, have or, or your America team has a, a very good uh, chance of, uh, of winning the trophy. So, uh, we'll see how that uh, pans out for them as well. Thank you guys again for listening. Uh, And again, you can listen to this podcast live every Thursday night on YouTube, on our Cantina MX podcast page, our channel, or you can download this and every previous edition of the Cantina MX podcast from our space on the podcast center in iTunes. Please give us a like on Facebook. I know the Hoyle is very, very active with, uh, keeping folks up to date with uh, not just what happens in Mexican soccer, but the world of soccer, really Uh, some good videos and just uh, a lot of very uh, good information. And of course, you can give us a follow on the Twitter where we kind of tend to do the same thing, but I think we're a little bit more, uh, a little edgier on the Twitter. I think, I think one would say, so we do uh, appreciate y'all following us on that as well. Again, thanks everyone for joining us. My name is John Jagu and we will talk to you guys again next week. Actually, I do want to mention, uh, efforting to uh, get uh, John Arnold on our show next week to talk uh, group B John Arnold with from uh, the Dallas morning news and goal.com uh, CONCACAF writer. He writes for uh, about uh, CONCACAF beat writer and Mexico beat writer for goal and the FC Dallas beat writer for Dallas morning news, hoping to talk group E with him because uh, Costa Rica has uh, frankly a really good chance again to advance to the round of 16 uh, with uh, the, the draws that they have outside of Brazil. They have uh Uh, They have Switzerland and they have, they have somebody else. Who is it that, uh, who's in that other group? Um, um, uh, Serbia. Yeah. So again, Costa Rica has, uh, has uh, somewhat of a chance to, uh, to make it out of that group as well. So we will talk to you guys next week. Uh, Thank you very much for joining us and enjoy the rest of your weekend. And uh, we will talk to you soon.